0: Put your name on the waitlist, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, with a lot of exciting changes, and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. In this episode, I'm interviewing the amazing Kate Toon on all things SEO, business, and podcasting. Uh-huh. I'm Stevie, and in just under two years, I quit my corporate job, grew an audience of tens of thousands online using social media and podcasting, and used my platform to build a wildly successful online business selling courses and digital products. Now, here's one thing I know for sure there has never in the history of the world been a better time to launch and grow your online business. All you need is Wi Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way. This This show is dedicated to showing you how I did it and how you can too. Welcome to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Ready to get started and create your own online course or digital product? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash checklist now for the ultimate how-to guide. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Stevie Says Social podcast. I am in the middle of launch mode at the moment for my signature podcasting course, Launch Your Wildly Successful Podcast. And so it seemed apt that I would talk about podcasting a little bit on today's episode. Now, I'm interviewing the great Kate Toon. She is a lady that wears a lot of hats. I'm not going to introduce her because she does that herself in this interview but it makes sense then that we talk about a whole lot of different things in this particular episode. I'm going to cut straight into it. I'm not going to give you a long drawn out intro, but I will say if you are interested in joining us in Launch Your Wildly Successful Podcast, head over to Stevie Says social.com forward slash training. I would love to see you in there. All right, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Hey Kate, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to be here. Finally, we've been talking about doing this for ages. Hey, a,
1: a year, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I just had a baby in between, and you know, know. like I've been a little bit busy. I don't have a baby.
1: <laughs> Babies, come
0: on. <laughs> oh my God. That is a whole other podcast episode, which I've actually just recorded with my friend Rochelle from Girl Interrupted. I think I scared her off ever having kids because <laughs> I was like, it is amazing, but it is the hardest thing I have ever done. Oh my gosh,
1: it is. And my son's 10 now, and I'm I'm still recovering from... Yeah, yeah.
0: Good times. (laughs) Hopefully I make it to 10 years. (laughs) Oh dear. So I actually just went on your website before we got onto the podcast because I wanted to look at your about section and I don't think it covers all of the things you do. So I'm just going to get you to kind of describe the Kate Toon personal brand and all of your bits and pieces.
1: Oh gosh, yes. It would be three pages long, I think, if it covered a lot. I I have... I have quite a lot going on. So you do. yeah, I mean, I started as a copywriter. So Kate Tune Copywriter is the site where it all began. But about five or so years ago, I moved into I guess I'm doing I'm doing air fingers, but passive income. Um, <laughs> and so that's when I launched the recipe for SEO success, which is an online learning hub for people who want to grapple the Google beast and get better traffic and more conversions and that has a big course, several smaller evergreen courses, a shop, a podcast and an ongoing membership. And then the other business I have is the Clever Copywriting School, which teaches copywriters how to be better copywriters. And that has a membership, a shop, a directory, a job board, an annual conference and just recently a mastermind As well. And then my personal brand, I obviously have written a book. So I uh, spruik a little bit and I do a lot of uh, public speaking. And I have another podcast. I have three podcasts, which is a pain. I know.
0: (laughs) And you're doing a daily podcast at the moment, which is wild to me.
1: It is, Stevie. I I hate me sometimes. I have good, I have creative Kate Toon who's full of beans and sets up these things and then exhausted Kate Toon who has to deliver them. So yes, I really wanted to do a podcast around how everybody's feeling about what's currently happening and how that's affecting their business and their life. Um, And you're going to be on it. You're on TV I am. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, It's interesting. I'm loving the opportunity to talk to amazing humans every morning. It's actually keeping me going and keeping me motivated to talk to my peers. So hopefully it'll motivate other people to listen.
0: Oh, that's awesome! So, how do you do all of that? Just side note, because I am struggling. It's just you, isn't it? So, you don't have? Do you have anyone in your team?
1: Um, oh, that's an interesting. That's a whole big question. Um, no, I it isn't just me anymore. So, I do have a VA, or an, she's right. like an OBM, on, online business manager. So, I have her for about fifteen hours a week, um, and I have another VA who does a couple of hours a day. Uh, so, it's it's not a lot of people, but it's mm. not just me. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a graphic designer that I have on retainer, a couple of uh, web developers. And, you know, I call upon editors and proofreaders as I need them. So it's not I don't have any physical staff. I did try that and it just wasn't for me. So it's literally just me in my little toon cave in the back garden. I, mean, I know.
0: Yeah, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I always used to be the sort of person. So when I worked in corporate, I used to be, and I think it's literally because I wasn't passionate about my job, but I was that person that was like, hey guys, what's everyone doing and blah, blah, blah. And now if I have someone come and interrupt me anytime during my 12 hours of working a day, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of my office. <laughs> do, you not, do
1: not try to be nice to me. Do you not ask how my day is. You've just like, yes. Half seconds of my day.
0: Yes. Oh. Yeah. So the funny thing is, um, so your book—it's called. Um, what's it, what's the name of your Confessions book? Fashions of a Misfit Entrepreneur. Misfit Entrepreneur. Yes. So I actually, funnily, like side note—you've never heard this before, Kate—but mm-hmm. I was in a big Facebook group that we all know, uh, and somebody was talking about your book. It might have even been you. It was somebody else, and I was like, I need a book to read, right? And so I just randomly went to Kindle, downloaded your book, read the whole book. And I was like, this girl is talking to me. Like, I absolutely (laughs) loved it. And then from there, I went and purchased, I think, your SEO course, um, which was amazing. And then when I purchased it, so this is when I was very first starting out. I don't know if you even remember this. You were like, if you're having any issues, I'll give you a quick call. And so we had a quick chat about something to do do with SEO. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, who does that? That is so amazing. And then use the course. This was before you were famous as well. (laughs) Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But literally from that course, so I'm not the SEO girl, guys. And people always ask me, um, you know, who who's the person that you would go to if you need help with search engine optimization? And they come to me and I'm like, are you crazy? Like, this is not me. <laughs> but through that course that I did with you, so it was a WordPress course and I've since moved to show it and it's affected my SEO, which I need to talk to you about <laughs> maybe <laughs> offline. But I grew to 40,000 hits wow. uh, a month. Wowzers. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you.
1: No, that's okay. Thanks for buying my course and having faith in me back in the yeah. back in the day. And look at you now. Very
0: cool.
1: Heck. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look <laughs> at you. So you've just had a really successful launch for your big course, haven't you?
1: Yes. Um which is a surprise given the current climate. I mean, you know, mm. obviously Everyone's sort of saying to me, Oh, you're, you know, in the perfect industry to have this, you know, I'm, I, my course is online. It's teaching people how to make their online business better. So obviously it's a pretty good product to be selling right now. But the, the, you know, a lot of people have emailed me just because they simply don't have any money. It's not that they don't want to do the course, but it's not a cheap course, you know? Yeah. Um, So I was thinking, well, yeah, even though it is perfect for now people don't necessarily want to be spending big wadges of cash right now but some, mm. very surprisingly to me you were like I wasn't surprised at all but um no I wasn't I like it's funny from the outside well. looking in
0: your perspective is different <laughs> yeah. I never had any doubt so I feel like your course is one of those ones that people really kind of set the side and we're in a different time I get that so yeah. I get the. I had the same reservations about my launches and things like that so I get it but I do yeah From the outside, looking in, it's sometimes totally different, but it's sold out, right? It
1: did. And I mean, look, I think there's a couple of things that might benefit anyone listening to why that happened. Mm. Like, you know, I've examined it. One of the things I do is I keep my sales page open all year round with the pricing visible all year round. And I know lots of people turn their sales pages off and on and off and on and change it to like just a waitlist sign up. But what I think that allows people to do is discover the course all year round, see the price make a mental note and start saving for it. And lots of people do save up for it. I also do a really comprehensive waitlist program. So when people join the waitlist, they get a series of emails before the launch, which pre-sell the course, answer all objections, deal with all pain points. So really no one is buying it on the day based on the decision on that day. They have made the decision months ago. And I think a lot of people who bought this time, they were planning to buy this long before this horrible crisis happened and they had the money saved up. And that, I think, has really helped me with this round, that kind of of strategy of uh, Mm,
0: all-year-roundness. Do you do a webinar or do you do anything to promote immediately before? Um,
1: Look, I've never have. <laughs> I never do yeah. anything. But I have a I have a, a very slippery funnel. That sounds revolting. But <laughs> I, have a, I have a free course. And then I have a tripwire product, which is like a $97 course, all of which yeah. kind of help build that know, like and trust and show my authority. Um, so they kind of build my waitlist through selling. Um, I don't do any online ads. And I don't yeah. usually do any... Uh, I don't do like a five day challenge or anything like that beforehand. I did very on in the early days, but to be honest, right now I don't have the time. But this time, for the first time, I did do one webinar, mm. um, and I, I got about about four hundred people to that. It's um, great, and I haven't have yet to do the figures to see whether that's made a difference. I think so. You didn't sell on the webinar? Well, I I just said, you know, gosh, if you want to go and do it, there you go. I've never, I never do the hard sell. I said, here's, here's, I didn't give them a discount code or anything like yep. that. It was just like, if you enjoyed this, you might want to take the next step and you can either take the free step, the low cost step or the big expensive step. Ah, so, yeah.
0: so you didn't have the doors open. It's not like you went no. come to the training and then the doors open. Yeah, well, right. Doors a couple of
1: days later, but yeah, right. um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe that anybody's going to come to a one hour webinar, even though it was amazing. And then the next day spend two grand, unless they're kind of slightly, maybe deranged. <laughs>
0: just really rich
1: (laughs) and and, and rash because the thing is as well anybody who buys on that kind of impulse purchase i find see i've I've only ever given one refund and i've had 960 people take the course yeah and that's big for me because it's as i said an expensive course because i don't think anybody's buying it on impulse i don't want anybody to make a last minute decision i want it to be a really considered decision because then they're going to Do the course, enjoy the course, and become an advocate. See, I don't have an affiliate program either.
0: So I love that as well, specifically that, because, yeah, yeah, I do find, and I think this is more of an American thing. It's not so much an Australian thing, but generally when there's a million people recommending a course, when you dig into it, they've all got – a kickback and yes. it's very inauthentic
1: and it's a huge kickback you know some mm. of the, the famous american courses which we both know what we're talking about here the kickbacks a thousand dollars u.s yeah. Um. And therefore, yeah, for me, it just totally negates the recommendation because, mm. you know, maybe when they started out, I don't know. I mean, of course it doesn't, but most people would never ethically recommend anything that they didn't really think was great and they didn't really love the business owner. But it, there's just something a little bit distasteful about it. And I t- so agree that it's a very American way of doing things or somebody who's done an American mastermind because it's very good yes. that they will teach. But I love being able to say that because, like you, you know, when, when your name is mentioned, people go, oh, you know, who's good at this? And you you see your name being mentioned. It's wonderful. And when I'm in that big group, of which we shall not name, and someone says, oh, who do you know for SEO? And about 30 people dive in and say, Kate Toon, you know, I love that being genuine,
0: not because they're yes. money, you know? I think that comes back to, so this is my kind of the way that I can see your brand. And I think it's a really good example of a personal brand, right? Thank you. And so anyone that's listening, that's like, I want to be the go-to person, right? In my niche, whether it is social media or SEO, hopefully it's not either of those two things, but if you want to be the go-to person in your niche, so my perception of you is I'm in a couple of your free Facebook groups, right? Yeah, And so I don't know how you have the time, but you spend a lot of time basically just relationship building in those groups. You're in there every single day replying to people. These are free groups, right? So I'm very, very active in my paid groups, but my free groups, I just physically don't have the time. So you do that. You have three podcasts. So that is free, valuable content going out over and over. And you've been doing both of those things in particular for quite a long time. And I think like people are like, you know, I want to be the next, you know, Kate Tune of whatever it is. And I don't think they realize that if you want to do it without ads and ads, is a whole different kettle of fish. So I use Facebook ads for my uh, courses and things like that. But the value of somebody that comes in off a Facebook ad in terms of how aligned and that no like and trust factor right is just in no way comparable to putting the hard yards of time in in things like Facebook groups and podcasts which we'll get into over a long period of time like it just builds people genuinely like you and they want to take the next step with you.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because as I said, I've not done Facebook ads, I did trial a few this time for the webinar, just to get people on the webinar. And um, in, you know, so it's tiny little and then COVID happened. So it messed it up. But um, I I spent $400 to get 60 people on one of the webinars. I spent Mm. nothing and got 400 people on the other one. So they were test cases. Yes. Ah, Yeah. um, So I did, you know, I did two social media posts and got 400 people on the other one. Um, and I, you know, so I'm not saying Facebook ads don't work, but I, I, I agree with you, you know, like it's a different relationship. It's far more transactional. There's different expectations, you know, they don't know. Yeah. You. And and also I am very, I'm not that conventional, you know, in, when it comes to the way that I deliver content, you know, I'm kind of odd. And so I'm not everyone's cup of tea and, you know, I I want people to know that before they buy the course because they're going to be spending hours and hours with me. So I want them to know that I've got a weird sense of humor and I talk too quickly and I'm this that and the other. So that when they get on the course, they're not like, "Who the hell is this woman? She's insane."
0: I want. Them oh, to know. but I think that is just an example of a perf- perfect pers- perfect, per perfect pass perfect <laughs> perfect personal brand. Like I think that all of the people that I really align with, so the people that I used to follow online and do still follow online. And like the people that I just really look up to, they're not those polished, perfect people. And Uh I think that you find your people online. And I think the people that are those polished people, maybe they have the success straight off the bat with Facebook ads. But I think that having that kind of loyal long-term following where people are like, I'm going to buy anything this girl puts out. I think that that comes from being yourself yes and I love that you do that specifically
1: and it's taken me a while to be be myself to be honest oh I get it I'm the same yeah I've been doing this and this is like my 11th year coming into my 12th and the first five years I was very pretty conventional and you know I was a copywriter and I did everything that copywriters do and it really isn't until the last three or four years that I've been more me and my new podcast the Kate Toon podcast very me it's you know it's it's peculiar and it's not like you know I've it's got sound effects and weird stuff going on. Uh, (laughs) I had a bit of a crisis of confidence last week that it was a bit too me and I was sharing a bit too much, but then I decided whatever it's, it takes a lot of time and confidence to just be that really be yourself. And that's such a cheesy cliche. Um, Mm. but to, you know, share, because the thing is, you know, I, big believer that marketing is as much about repelling as it is about attracting. Yes. Um, and I'm also a big believer that you can't, when you're coming up with your brand values and who you are as a brand, you've got to include your negatives as well. So like you just mentioned there that if someone came to talk to you during your 12 hours, you'd, you'd probably snap at them, you know, yeah. and, and I'm the same. You know, I, I, can, I can be a bit brusque sometimes. I can be too honest. I have a dark sense of humor and I can't hide that because over the long term, that's going to come out one way or the other so instead I embrace it and make it part of my personal brand so my personal brand isn't all pink and confetti and gorgeous not that there's anything nothing wrong with, wrong with pink not, I was just about to say that <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I mean it's got the good it's got the yin and the yang by the way really important I have to say this somebody commented on your podcast launch graphic and they loved it but they were really excited about where you got the trousers and I just hope that you've seen that so you can tell them where you got your pink trousers <laughs>
0: Stop it! Is this the um, the ad I've got going out, or is it one of the? It's one of the Facebook graphics I shared for you, so it's on my. Oh, new. that's so funny! Do you know during the webinar that I did for that? Complete side note: I had like people who don't have a podcast, and then people who have a podcast, and I had a picture of a sad me, and then a picture of a happy me. But the sad me had jeans without rips in it. And I didn't even realize this, and the happy me had rips in the jeans. And during the class, one of the girls, Steph, was like wow, you know, like, I'm glad you've got your podcast. We probably need a new pair of jeans. <laughs>
1: it's funny what people notice, isn't it? It's like,
0: oh, yeah. So good. But yeah, going back to that kind of attract and repel, I think that's a reason why. So I don't have any refunds either. Yeah. And I think that is because you have the courage to, and it is courage because people talk about be your authentic self and blah, blah, blah. And I still see so many people online that don't do that. Um, but I think that, people know what they're getting before they actually come in. And it's almost like people are conducting a bit of a digital interview, especially when you're an inverted commerce personal brand, because I hate that word as well. But, you know, you're selling yourself and your personality and your expertise. Yeah, um, People know what they're getting into. And so they're kind of self-selecting them in. So they're doing that digital interview. They're finding out about you online. They know whether, number one, whether you know your are shite, which yeah. is obviously very important, but there's a lot of people that know their are shite. Um, but they're also like, like I actually resonate with this person, like I like their personality and I know that they're not going to stitch me up and be one of those internet people that, you know, I like, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And I think that's the sweet spot and I think if you can do that, that's when you kind of get those um, customers for life.
1: I hope so. I mean, yeah, Mm. you know, and I think like you said, hopefully that people Mm -hmm. will follow you and your brand, wherever you go. So, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about pivoting and whatever. I'm not a huge believer in pivoting in the middle of a crisis because it can be a bit dangerous, I think. But being able to be a bit of a Madonna and change what you do, change your messaging. Like, you know, at some point, I won't want to do the recipe for SEO success course anymore. I'm going to want to do something completely different. And I hope that I will carry my people with me to whatever yeah. I do next because they're not invested in the product or the logo, or that brand. They're invested in me. And, and you know, that hopefully will mean that I've got some longevity, I hope.
0: I yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about podcasting, oh, because yeah. you've got three podcasts, and <laughs> that is crazy to me. But when did you, what was the first podcast you started?
1: It was the Hot Copy Podcast. So I think we started right. that one in 2015, I think, or 16
0: yeah yeah okay so not too like in internet land that is like a million years ago but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's kind of so I started mine in uh January 2017 I think so yeah. you were a couple of years before me yeah so hot copy first and you did that with somebody else didn't you yeah
1: so um that was the that's with a lady called Belinda Weaver so I yes I didn't really know anything about podcasting but I, as I do often I said I'm gonna start a podcast not really knowing what they were and um then my friend Belinda said oh actually I was thinking of Doing it? Do you want to do it together? And I was quite relieved because I had no idea what I was doing. And so, hmm. and it's also been really interesting relationship because we're very yin and yang in our approach. And um, I'd, she's very good at being consistent and organized and getting it out every week. That's, you know, we have pretty much put out an episode every fortnight for the entire time um, yeah right and my other podcast the recipe for SEO success I'm a bit more sporadic but
0: mm. Yeah. Mm. so what do you think the differences have you noticed because I have people say to me a lot you know weekly or fortnightly podcasts, do I need to do it every single week you know is it going to affect me what's your experience been with fortnightly versus weekly and then consistent versus not
1: um I think Look, I mean, uh, my favorite podcasts uh, are, you know, This American Life, Reply All. Most mm. uh, This American Life is more frequent, and I, I, I'm, I love that there's always an episode there for me. Um, the Reply All is every two weeks, and I am chomping at the bit for the next episode. In terms of listenership and loyalty, Hot Copy is has. Has, is consistently in the marketing like top 10 top 20 and has been for years you know and we get ve- quite a high amount of downloads for that so the mm. regularity does help recipe for seo success w- does well than it didn't the inconsistency definitely affected it and since i've started being consistent the, du- the the downloads or the listens or whatever you call it in in libsyn have doubled like yeah double just by being consistent just by people being top of mind and this yep. daily podcast that I've done you know I only started that a week ago I think I think I'm, it's not huge numbers but I'm already at like nearly 5,000 downloads and I've only been doing it for a week
0: and, oh wow
1: you know I know other people who have podcasts who do, do a year and maybe get 5,000 downloads so you know having regular content helps but again it's only what we can achieve, you know, like yeah. a lot of work.
0: Um, yeah. I think
1: people underestimate how long it takes to get from first idea to final produced podcast. It's a lot of work.
0: So so yeah. how are you doing a daily podcast with the amount of work involved? Are you editing yourself?
1: No, so I, it's very down and dirty. So I yep. just, you know, because it's just me and, and one guest, so I just record it all on one stream. I don't do any edits. So whatever comes out of my gob comes out of my gob <laughs> and um it's it's a format so for my editor it's quite easy for him to just overlay the new track and chop the bits in um yeah so it probably takes him about 45 minutes an episode takes me about 40 minutes to record it um and then he puts it straight into Libsyn and I edit it and pop it out and I'm not doing show notes you know I'm not yeah, really right. doing specific social media graphics I don't do episode yeah. notes I don't prepare questions so the only way I can do that, I think, is having so much experience of doing podcasts, I'm pretty confident about how it's going to come out and I'm also a big believer in, you know, done is better than perfect. It's not perfect. It's messy but it's authentic, I guess.
0: I actually, so I love, this is just my own personal mm-hmm. kind of um, view on it, but I actually love when podcasts aren't perfect. I don't love when they're kind of really uh I like sound quality. So sound quality, I'm like, oh, "Oh, if the sound's not right, then I'm like, oh, I probably won't keep listening. But if people stuff up or if they, you know, go off on a tangent or whatever, I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like they're my best friend and I've just got them in my ear. Exactly. We
1: just had the perfect moment. And many people, if they were new, might go, well, I'm going to cut that out because I don't want to sound, you know, and it's like, no, no, no. Those are the bits you should leave in. Totally. People enjoy. So look, it is a lot of work. Do I regret maybe starting it? Yeah, maybe a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So are you going to sustain the daily? Like how long is this going on for?
1: You know, as long as I feel like it. Yeah, okay. Another thing that I give myself permission to not do it for a couple of days and then come back and say, hey, I didn't do it for two days, you know. Like.
0: I actually think it's a great idea given the timeliness. So yeah. someone that's probably listening to this in three years, just so you know, we're going through the whole COVID-19 thing. And so I think the timeliness of that is probably, I don't know, my gut feeling is that's probably contributing to people wanting to tune in every day.
1: Yes, and, and I think, it's you know, therefore as well, it has a time limit because COVID will have a time limit. You know, mm. it's top of mind now, but in a couple of months hopefully, Things will start to return to normal, and so what this is is it's, uh, my podcast is called the Kate Toon Podcast. The first series was called Misfit Entrepreneur. This is called Tune In Daily, and then the next series, which I'll be launching at the end of the year, is called Be More Shark, based on my new book, which is all about being fearless in business. So it's a little series, which means it, it definitely has an end. There will only be so many episodes, um, and then it will
0: stop. Let's talk about. So let's talk about how your podcast actually links in with what you're doing in your business. Cause if yep. you said, so you've got seasons and if you've got a season coming out, that's be more shark, it's leading into the book. Do you have a strategy around how you link your podcast with what you're doing in your business? Well, or is it just very much, it's kind of brand building and people will find my products if they want to?
1: Well, I think it's different for each of the podcasts. So the recipe for SEO success is very, for me, it's, works on three different levels, I think. One is that I need to keep up to date with the very latest in SEO because I'm putting myself out there as a thought leader and I'm doing a course. What's one of the best ways to do that is to speak to the most intelligent minds on the planet about SEO, you know. So I get to educate myself once a week by talking to an expert. So I do it.
0: For I that. think that's one of the best. I uh, yes. So I actually um, did a masterclass yesterday about this, and I said like seven things that I love about podcasting, and one is like it's it's forced learning. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> and, the, and networking.
1: And networking. Absolutely. So that's number one is education for me. And I'm really honest, it's more education than sales. I started mm-hmm. it to learn. The yes. next thing is brand building and opportunities. Cause obviously being, having that podcast, the way I like to say it is like, you know, at school when you're being picked for the basketball team, Um, And you're waiting to be picked? No, I
0: was never picked. um,
1: (laughs) Me either. But now I'm the the person picking. So, um, plus you can invite, you know, I get pitches every day for people to be on my podcast. And it's led to opportunities. I had, these are people in my world, but I had Yoast from Yoast. Yoast runs a big uh, SEO plugin in my world, you know, which is very important.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: Through chatting to him, he then invited me to speak at his conference in Holland. Um, I saw that. And then this year invited me back all expenses paid and paid for my son. Now, obviously, it didn't happen because of COVID. Uh, but, you know, that would not have happened without the podcast. So definitely profile building. But absolutely, it's the start of my funnel. I don't even mm-hmm. mention my courses. You don't. I was going to ask
0: that. No, yeah. I
1: don't. Like, I, I sometimes mention the I Love SEO, SEO group, but generally, I just forget. And But when I, my first start of my funnel is my Facebook group. So I've got about 10,000 people in my I love SEO Facebook group. And the majority of them, when I say, how did you find me? Sorry about the pinging, stupid phone, shut up. <laughs> That's um,
0: fine. Real and raw, remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: They say, found you via the podcast. And yeah. you know, it's a great start for that journey. Hot copy is very different because it's co-branded with Belinda and we don't like have a product or anything. And again, we both mention what we do at the beginning of the podcast, but it's more, it's more uh, abstract, it's not direct sales. And then the Kate toom uh, show is, it's mostly for my own enjoyment. I'm, I'm really, mm-hmm. my passion. Project. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I just enjoy it. When the book comes out, I'll be using the episodes to help. So I'll be writing the book as I do the podcast and I'm getting psychologists on and entrepreneurs on to talk about their fears. Each episode will pretty much translate into a chapter of the book.
0: That's gold. Yeah. I have thought about doing that myself. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then
1: all the way through the podcast, it will be an opportunity to go and sign up to get the first copy of the book when it's released, and and then hopefully I release the book. Um, and it's also it's accountability, Stevie, because I, I really want to write that book, but I'm not. When the hell am I going to do that? And unless yeah. I put something out there that forces me to do something once a week. I will never write the book. So I often use these things as sticks to beat myself with and (laughs) and it works for me. It's a strategy Mm. that works for me. So,
0: yeah. I I just think it's kind of like a masterclass in attraction marketing. So like I will always say, you know, don't be salesy. Don't kind of go in with the buy now, buy now. But it's the long game if you, so you've got the book, Mm. you've got the podcast, Mm. you've got the Facebook groups, you've got this kind of ecosystem of things that probably all lead into your products. And it's really, I think it's such a strong foundation to build things on. And I think that comes out where we're at in the world at the moment, even though I don't like saying that, but it kind of gives you that, um, like a fortress a little bit because you've still got that amazing personal brand. Whereas, you know, there might be a thousand other, you know, with the The SEO side, for example, there might be a thousand other SEO people out there that don't have that. They're just another SEO person, and I think they will be the ones that will really find that they struggle at the moment because people won't. They'll be the ones that will drop off first. You know, unfortunately.
1: I mean, it's interesting because obviously, you know, like you and, and many entrepreneurs, I've had a lot of copycats, and unfortunately, several you know people who've done my courses and then got and launched very similar products, which, you know, e- you know, I'm not... Oh, I feel you, Kate. Yes. I've been there. Yes. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not invincible. I'm just a solo business person. It does hurt my feelings. It does worry me. You know, people are like, oh, yes, you're feeling threatened. And I'm like, yeah,
0: yeah, mm. I am
1: feeling, th- you know, it's hard. I mean, I'm all about abundance and there's enough room for everybody, but there's enough room for people who do their own work, not nick other people 's so but I think again you know it 's very easy to watch what someone else is doing and try and replicate it. But as you mentioned at the beginning, years and years of giving to people, answering questions, being generous, doing free things you know that you can 't build that up overnight you can 't replicate that I hope, and I think mm. that,
0: and, you know, still it 's still a burn because people burn. used to say that to me they 're like they can 't you know rep- replicate you and your brand and it 's like. I get that. Like, I get I it theoretically. It. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not flattering. I, it's annoying. But uh, yeah. It is. <laughs> anyway, It's a, it's That's a, a whole topic whole for another topic. Topic. Uh, So what I wanted to talk about, so the reason that I got you on in the first place is actually kind of selfish. So <laughs> FYI, I generally get guests on my podcast that will help me with something that I need help with in my business.
1: I so, pollute you. So do I. <laughs>
0: Um, And that at the moment is podcast SEO. I'm just super curious about it. And so what I wanted to do was get your thoughts on, so selfishly for me, so I'm kind of at the moment, um, I had, I went dark for about three months with my podcast because I decided before I had Jimmy, my little baby, that I was going to batch. Uh, three months of podcast episodes and two launches which I did and then I did another launch and then just completely burnt myself the hell out and went dark on the internet for three months (laughs) that's a lot It's a lot. It's a lot. And look, I don't recommend that to anyone else. People ask me, you know, like, what are you like preparing for a baby tips? And I'm like, just don't do what I did (laughs) at the end of the day. (laughs) But, um, But it's meant that kind of I'm starting up again with the podcast and I want it to be best practice because I obviously have my podcasting program and people will be looking to me for podcasting help and advice. And one sort of gap, I suppose, in my knowledge is that podcasting SEO side of things, which is basically how your podcast is found in things like Apple Podcasts and Google and all of that good stuff because I know that it has a massive impact. So I have people message me every day and say, you know, I just searched social media podcast and your podcast came up and I'm like, well, that's great, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'm optimising well enough. So it's talk funny. to me.
1: Uh, I actually, well, funnily enough, you should say this. I'm going to be doing a, a training later on this year about SEO for podcasts because it is oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah, so I'll let you know about that. But in yeah. simple, in simple terms, you know, iTunes, all of these platforms, they are search engines. All you need to be a search engine is to have a crawler or a bot, um, an algorithm, and an index. So that's what Google has. It has the crawler, it has the search results page, and it has an algorithm that works out where you should rank. So does iTunes, so does Spotify, so does Stitcher. Yeah, um, mm. it's, They're just much less sophisticated. So in reality... Uh, the search box in iTunes looks at your podcast title, uh, your name, and your episode titles. And it looks for the keywords that are in those. So, you know, if you're podcast is called social media, something or other, you're going to do pretty well ranking Mm. social media. So that's why we called our podcast, the hot copy podcast, the copywriting podcast for
0: copywriters. You know, it's not the most amazing tagline, but it's very literal. Um, And so do you put that, so I've heard that if you put that in the, like the title of your podcast, you can get taken down. Is that right? If
1: you spam it, like if you had social media, social media, social media, um, Mm. it wouldn't work. But if if it's a continuous sentence that makes sense, you know it's just stevie says it no is show. your complete name yeah, got you so social and, and your name is the name so you don't yep. you don't fiddle with the name so some people no. because
0: people used to go you know stevie dylan social media entrepreneurship yeah. don't do online that. business don't, yeah. do, that.
1: don't yeah. do that but your podcast name and your tagline that's fine um, you know, with your episode titles, it's, we don't need to be doing like, you know, episode 72 at the beginning, colon, and then the name, you know, you can just do E71 or, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then have the name of the podcast. And, you know, think about, what in the name of the episode is the most interesting? Is it is it the personality that you've got on or the topic? Because you might think that this personality is someone that people know and care about, but other people might not know them from
0: Adam, you know, so. Would you always put the name? Because that's what I, so when I search someone in uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever and I'm looking for their podcast all of the other podcasts that they've been on. And I'm guessing that's because they've got the name in the title also come up. And I'm like, oh, that's actually quite a clever strategy.
1: Yeah, so it's great. I mean, like, oh, you know, hopefully when you put this episode up, you put my name and it will come up in in the list. Um, Mm. Yeah, So that is a good option. But again, you know, people might be searching by a personality like does everyone want to listen to every podcast Kate Toon's ever done great well they will pop that into iTunes but more likely people search by topic or by pain point or by problem mm. so mm. you know how do I do this or what do I do that but that only affects the search box so in terms of where you appear in the ranking so you know we know that new and noteworthy is manually chosen so you can't yes SEO doesn't affect that but in the, you know, like if you go into business marketing, and I think you're you're about seven or, seventh or eighth in in the ranking there. That mm. is all about subscription velocity. Mm. So people subscribing, people leaving reviews. Um, it's not even that much to do with listens because listens can be manipulated. Uh, you know, you could just set up a bot to just play your podcast again and again and again, and it would it would abuse the system. Do you see what I mean? But
0: some drives
1: yeah. and reviews. So, you know, when you release a a new episode, you might see a momentary bump because traffic does have some influence, but mostly it's about the number of people who are subscribing, which is why it's really important to encourage people to subscribe at the end of a podcast and to leave reviews. Mm.
0: Um, So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think? So what about Google? So when people are searching, so I uh have heard and I teach so hopefully I'm correct <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um it did come from google so I'm hoping that I'm right <laughs> uh but basically when you so basically google's making audio a first class citizen right and so they're all about audio and they're getting to the point and I'm not sure if they are at this point yet where they are uh basically allowing you to search the audio content of a podcast episode have you heard that? Yeah,
1: so um, they are obviously in the same way that you can, uh, you know, uh, transcribe audio using bots. It won't be 100% yep. accurate, but mm. it does a pretty good job of it. We see this on YouTube. When you upload a YouTube yeah. video, there is a transcription created. You know, so Google and YouTube is owned by Google. So, yes, they can impart understand your audio. So that's one signal. Obviously another thing that really helps with ranking in Google as opposed to ranking in a podcast player is, you know, your on site optimization. So how good mm. like, your website, where you're hosting your podcast and you've got your blog episodes. Are you doing tran- transcriptions of your episodes? Are you doing episode notes?
0: You know Do you recommend transcriptions? What are your thoughts on it?
1: Look, I, I do them. For one of my podcasts and not for another, um, mm. I do them often not because of SEO, but because people have funny accents, and not everybody who listens to my podcast is a native English speaker, right? Um, you know, like if so, I you know I've, I had this guy Craig Campbell on who's got this very thick Glaswegian accent, and you know people <laughs> I love ha-
0: that accent, <laughs> yeah,
1: too, But people had to read the transcript to actually understand <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. Also while we, while I love podcasts, you know, not everybody's into podcasts, mm-hmm. and so having an alternate way of people consuming, being able to consume that content just makes sense. You know, we, we want to repurpose our content as much as possible. If I had the time Every episode of my podcast, I would make a video. I'd put it on YouTube. I'd upload it to yeah. Facebook and LinkedIn. I'd do a transcription. I'd do an audiogram. I'd make a lumen. I'd do all these things. I don't have. Then do it right. would be
0: a full-time job. It would. Yeah, and
1: if I could. Yeah. If, you know, when I had a sponsor on my podcast, which was fabulous. You know, mm. and you know when you're when you're being paid like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars an episode, then you could do that. I mean, you could fully make your income from podcasting, mm. and get sponsorship. But right now, it is a business tool for me
0: in yeah. another
1: form of content marketing. So I have to be realistic about what I can do with the time that I have.
0: But no, I think that's a really good point, especially yeah. so many of us are just starting podcasts with just us, you know, yes. I think one of the, like kind of the low hanging fruit though, if, or well, not the low hanging fruit, but if I had the resources, which I'm actually bringing someone on to help me specifically with my podcast. Yeah. So one thing I'm thinking of is not just a transcription. So let me know what you think of this, but um actually have them create a naturally keyword optimized blog post from the transcription and put that on the website with the view that hopefully it would help me with some SEO juice
1: yeah I mean have a look at my episode notes for recipe I do uh pretty much pretty much that so a blog post Mm -hmm. and then I have the key points points that you're going to pull from the episode I have the bio of the listener I have links to useful resources Um, I have a meme and then I have the transcription as well you know so so it's and the transcription comes straight out of Rev and is dumped on the site I don't edit it I don't clean it up so if there's a little bit where it says inaudible babble then the transcription says but Rev's pretty
0: good it is pretty good Rev's yeah yeah they pretty much get it right like I've used some of those AI ones and they Uh, you definitely need to clean those up but I think Rev. Reb's pretty good. It's a good
1: argument for keeping your podcast under 30 minutes because then you only pay 30 bucks for the transcription.
0: Ah, yes. 30 American dollars. But yes. It's, you know, it's
1: all about cost, isn't it? And what you can afford to spend your money on. Because although I said I don't spend money on ads, obviously content marketing is an expense in terms of time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it can take eight hours end
0: to end to produce an episode of The Recipe for SEO Success. Um, How many? How many hours did you say? Eight, Eight, yeah. Yes. That's interesting that you shared that because I have a lot of people ask me how long it takes. It used to take me a lot longer than it does now. Like I've really gotten a lot more efficient and I've gotten better at um, batching. So I'll do all of my outlines at once. Then I'll do all of my recording at once. See,
1: I can't do that.
0: Mm. I am not that kind of person. Some people are that person and some are like, that is not me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, like I, you know, I, I'm somebody that needs to feel creative to do that. And once I've written yeah. an episode, I'm done. I want to do something else. So yeah. I, I could be more efficient. I'm not. Um, But, you know, the, I would, f- by comparison, as I said, my daily one takes 40 minutes from literally thinking about it to finishing it. So that's yeah. comparison, you know, because I just don't plan it. It just, whatever, burbles out, burbles out. And
0: you
1: know, <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to our podcast,
0: I which know, is after I'm this one. So, <laughs> Terrified, <no. laughs> See what bubbles out. Guys, come over to the Kate Toon podcast if you want to check that out as well. So this one will go live uh, the day that we're recording it, so it's currently Friday. Uh, good Friday. It's good, a good Friday. Friday today. Uh, and mine will go out on Tuesday, so it will be live. Um, okay, so one more question before we finish, just because I think that uh, we talk about, the success that people have. So people would look to you and think you're a successful person. So I want to know what your biggest success is, but what you think, if you're happy to share it, and I know it's kind of putting you on the spot, but what you think your biggest Oh, moment has been in your business.
1: How funny! Because this is what we're going to be talking about on our podcast. Today. Oh, there you go. Um, I think my biggest success is what we've talked about today. You know, I, I I picked a niche. It was a niche at the time. There were no other SEO courses in Australia when I started mine. There were very few females in SEO. Now there are a lot, and I thank my course for that because I've helped a lot. Yeah, I started, but. I picked a niche and I have stuck to that niche and built my brand around it. And I use the Britney Spears analogy. I'm sure Britney Spears is sick to death of singing Toxic and Hit Me Baby One More Time. But she knew that she had to keep singing that song for a long time to build up her brand. And so Mm. I still, you know... Of course, there's other things I could talk about. I've got a vast business now that's done all manner of launching. You know, I could have a launch program. I could be teaching people how to build passive income. I could have a coaching program. There's lots of things I could do. But, you know, I have stuck with SEO and built a successful business on that. And as you said, being myself. So that's been my biggest success. Being Do you get bored of SEO? Of course I do. Of course, mm. I do, you know, get part yeah. of everything. But mm. then I get my passion back for it again, you know, and I'm very good at also being able to do stuff without having, being inspired and without feeling
0: passionate. And I think that's so important, Kate. <laughs> so, important. so many people, that is like the gold right there. Nobody yeah. understands that. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. You just have to like grind it out sometimes. You have
1: to enjoy the struggle. I think that's a really important thing, not just the glory. You have Mm. to enjoy getting up at 5am to make videos for your course. I I use the word enjoy in italics, but you have to get some satisfaction and pleasure out of it, even when it's boring and, and a bit crappy. So that's one thing. I'm not consistent but I am persistent and resilient. Yeah. And then yeah. my, my biggest failure is not like a single incident, like, you know, oh, this course flopped or oh. Oh, this terrible thing happened. I mean, I did fall on stage once onto
0: my face. At, at, oh, my at, God. I literally time. have nightmares about doing that. It was
1: so good, though, because I had the sympathy of the audience then. and I, that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe I, it's a strategy to employ. Yeah,
1: exactly. Make a fool of yourself. I think my biggest failing in business has been uh, worrying too much about what others are doing, um, worrying about competitors, worrying about copycats. Yes, uh, feeling the pressure that oh, she's doing this, I should be doing this, and losing sight of my own goals by looking at other people's. And it's funny. I even we often fall down the rabbit hole. So, so for some reason, last night I got onto another entrepreneurs like stuff and I started to look at what they're doing and I was like oh my god this is she looks so great look how consistent she is her videos all look good and her messaging is so clear and I'm like I'm so all over the but what am I doing who am
0: I yeah. why am I oh my god and We've then all I done just that. went
1: stop it stop it Kate Toon you're being an idiot you're wasting your time and all that emotional energy and I I think of the the months the hours the the days the months I've wasted you know Looking at what other people are doing and the, the time I could have used to invest in my own stuff.
0: So I've I've I'm nearly out of that. It's a work in mm. It's so hard. It hard. I like feel you on that. Mm. Like I have found it harder than ever having Jimmy. Like I love him to death, and he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But it's like a handbrake, and I watch these other people while I'm you know cleaning up baby spew, just yeah, like it. doing things I want to do, and I'm like oh just as a driven person I find it so it
1: is so hard, hard.
0: But yeah you have remember
1: and I you know I've been doing this for quite a long time the, the world will wait
0: and, I know. You know that
1: person doing that thing yeah but you know the truth is that you've heard of them but lots of other people haven't you know lots yep. of people will buy their thing and your thing because totally you know it's you have to have that belief and you know having a kid it it is hard (laughs) especially if you are a driven person and you love your business and you get a lot of pleasure out of it you know we're made to feel guilty about that like like, Mm. oh you know spend time with your child you won't be young forever and it's like I know but I also enjoy my business and I'm allowed to enjoy my business so I totally feel your pain but you know if you are a creative driven person I believe that you will always Bounce back! You will always have new ideas. You know, you, you'll see someone has done the thing that you were planning to do, and it will inspire you to do something bigger and better, or just yeah. Different. It's just no, I agree. You and are. I think
0: everyone has seasons too. Yeah. Like I have noticed because I've literally only done this for you know two years now. It feels yeah. like a lifetime. um But <laughs> I have. <laughs> you can see it with the wrinkles on my face. No, <laughs> um, but I. I have lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, seasons. So I feel like I've seen people really sprint and then they kind of have a season of rest and nobody really goes at that kind of full pace all the time no. and it's quite interesting because everyone's kind of sprinting at different times
1: well real life gets in the way totally yeah you know and I, I've noticed this a lot with my co-host on the hot copy podcast like for a long she's got two young children so for a long time she was almost out of the game mm. um, and then now like she's launching a new course and even I she's my friend and I'm even looking at her going god damn you you're doing all this <laughs> and she's having a sprint right now yeah and I'm yep. I'm on a bit of a lull at the moment because you know it's just too much going on. So you're totally right. And and you have to acknowledge that and and not push yourself because otherwise you will get burnout. You will get sick, you will, you know, get depressed, um, you know, chasing this kind of this disease of more, I must do more. Mm. I must do more. Um totally. It's important to acknowledge that the world will wait. There's plenty of time. And if you're that kind of person, you'll be all right.
0: I Thank you. (laughs) You're speaking to me. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kate. Um, I know that people are going to want to find out more about you, especially after hearing about my SEO successes. So I need someone to point in the direction of SEO, but I'm sure that they'll want to see your other bits and pieces too. So where should we send them?
1: Uh, Well, katetoon.com is my hub site. I have seven websites because I'm an idiot. Uh, (laughs) That is crazy. You can start your adventures there and, and, and go down
0: whichever funnel you choose to go down follow the path um yeah so and come and listen to our podcast on the kate toon podcast as well yeah. straight after this one Woohoo! <laughs> all right guys make sure you listen and subscribe to the podcast and i will see you next week thanks kate thank you Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.